Good evening and welcome to Your Call. It's the only show on Indian television where you, the viewer, can interact directly with India's top politicians, business leaders, sports stars, social activists and film stars. How do you do it? Well, that's simple. You can call this number on your screen. You can log on to our website, yourcall.ntv.com. You can access us on Twitter and Facebook or just walk across to our broadcast vans in major cities. Tonight's guest is the Chief Minister of India's capital, Delhi, a job she's had not once, not twice, but is currently in her third term. Sheila Dikshit joins us on Your Call. Let's just look back at her life and career. Sheila thank you very much for joining us tonight on the show. After Vyasar's uh, tragic death, we know political observers wrote that he was one of the few Congress chief ministers who had a following of his own, who won on his own merit. They said the other one mm. is Sheila Dixit. Mm -hmm. Do you feel that's what gives you, in one way, your strength today in Congress politics and could also be seen as a possible weakness? Yes, you're absolutely right. <laughs> that It's a strength for me because uh, I must tell you one thing. Uh, I have studied in Delhi. I've been brought up here. I went to college here. I was married here. I spent most of my time here. So I, I have grown up with Delhi, mm -hmm. and I understand it. So this is the one place where my father-in-law used to say, even when I used to contest from UP, he'd say, the real natural place for you is Delhi. And somehow his words came true. And so I... I can connect with the people because I am a Delhiwala. Mm -hmm. Even though Delhiwala, who is a Delhiwala, nobody knows. So that I think is a great thing. But uh, it becomes a weakness because uh, there are critics who say, well, she thinks so in of herself <laughs> and she thinks she's got it all. But in all modesty and all truthfulness, I would say, who is Sheila Dixit? Sheila Dixit is somebody who represents the Congress. If the word Congress was out of my name, what would I be? I'd be like any other person. Mm -hmm. So I never forget that, that I represent the Congress, and I hope it's ideology. And my first uh, uh, loyalty is to my country and then to my party. So I think that's where the conflict, people are not really always able to appreciate it. Then, of course, there are the normal political rivalries. But believe me, it doesn't bother me too much. It's interesting you brought up the political rivalry because uh, there's been a lot of speculation about your relationship with Sonia Gandhi, especially after your second win when there was that controversy about you waiting for days to get the mm -hmm. so-called call, as it were. Mm. What is your relationship actually like? Because at one level, both of you have a lot in common, young widows uh, as well. What is that relationship with Sonia Gandhi and you actually like? Well, I think I have always uh, related to her extremely well. I've never found her... Uh, 
I mean, I can't say that my relationship with her has had ups and downs. At a personal level, it's been there. But please remember that there are many, many people who talk to her, and she could be advised otherwise. But I never question that, mm -hmm. because I believe so in, uh, infinitely in her that I say, all right, if she has a reason to do something, there must be a reason for it. I never question her or myself about it. I carry on with my work, and that, I think, Sonia, has been my the reason why I have you mm -hmm. know, carried on and on, because I am deeply committed to my work, and I'm deeply committed to my work because I've been asked to do such a work. I've been elected, I've been selected, whatever you may call it, and therefore I am totally and wholly committed to my work. Mm -hmm. So I don't bother about all these things, day here or a day there, uh, you know, somebody being ignored, somebody not being ignored. But they are human uh, traits which you have to learn to live with, and I have become almost fully philosophical about it. After these years in mm -hmm. politics, mm -hmm. I mentioned the similarities, and of course, uh, one thing in common also is that you both have young sons who are making their way in Congress uh, politics. Yes. And uh, on your call, we have uh, Sandeep uh, Dikshit who wants to actually ask you a question. Uh, Sandeep, go ahead and ask uh, your mother some uncomfortable questions if you want. <laughs> no, no, I don't want to <laughs> ask any uncomfortable question. We still don't have, uh, you know, public spaces for people to do what they want, for celebrations, for festivals, for organizing things, for theater. And I think that's some place where I know that these are not issues that are politically very, very mm -hmm. uh, vibrant or something that will give you a political credit. But I think Delhi as a city to live in needs far many more places for people to express themselves, for painters, for musicians, for dancers, for events. Yes. And I hope, uh, you know, that she takes that... Uh... Ma'am, as your son, <laughs> does he get a little bit of priority? No, I... I well, of course, at home he certainly does. But um, I'd like to tell Sandeep one thing, that what he's probably meaning is that the spaces that... Are, but um, spaces for children to play in also, they're limited. But in spite of the kind of pressure of population we have, the density of population we have, I can really say that the city has been planned in a way where every area has some sort of a garden mm -hmm. or greenery or something around. And I think after the games are over, Sandeep Pichit, <laughs> I'd like to tell you, you will have many more places to mm -hmm. have. Well, a question which perhaps I could ask uh, both uh, Sandeep and you. We're seeing all this current controversy about the president's son. And, uh, the SMSs are going around, we're saying that his uh, strength is that Mere Paas Maa hai. Is mm. it a benefit or a disadvantage to be the chief minister's son, Sandeep? <laughs> in terms of being the chief minister's son, you know, there are certain advantages in terms of approach, I suppose, you know. I can contact her probably more easily than others. But the other thing I must tell you that, you know, she's not an easy person to, to get things from until unless she's convinced that that's something my area needs. And I think in that, uh, she relates to me like probably she would relate to any other member of parliament. Mm -hmm. There's only one slight disadvantage, you know, people believe that because you are the CM's son, therefore anything that is demanded of you <laughs> would be done. I mean, but, but that's a minor disadvantage. But you don't agree this concept of political heirs? No, I don't think so. I mean, obviously, there is a there is a slight tilt in a political family as there is a tilt in a doctor's family or mm -hmm. a lawyer's family mm -hmm. or a psychologist or a teacher profession's family. You know, children grow up to see that. 
So I don't think it's um, it's something that need to be written off. It's something that need to be encouraged if it if you fit in well. Now if Sandeep and Rahul, uh, especially I would say Rahul wins, he goes around. He's coming up on he's his own. But you don't feel, as the BGP legends, the opposition legends, that there is, after all, a glass ceiling within the Congress. You mentioned Sandeep, but there's a whole second generation of young yes, Congress yes, leaders. Yes. Do you feel there's a glass ceiling beyond which they can't rise? No, I think it intrinsically depends on their um, merit. I'll tell you. Uh, I contested an election. My father-in-law was in politics. I contested an election, UP, in '84. After Indraji's assassination, we all came. I lost that election in '89. You see, so perhaps I did not. I was the one who was elected, but I didn't have that advantage when I went to the second time. Yes. So you see, it's not that. There's nothing so straight. I was out of politics after Rajivji went away for seven, eight years or nine years. I just stayed in my house, in my own private house. And then suddenly I was asked to contest in Delhi, look after Delhi. Mm -hmm. I would never have imagined yes. And here, when I was in the, my first time called a total outsider, everybody said she's an outsider, she's an outsider. And here is an outsider who's been elected three times over. Her party has been elected three times over. Right. So you can't have fast, uh, hard and fast rules anywhere, and least of all in politics. Of course. So. No glass ceiling in politics. We're talking about being an outsider in Delhi. Delhi, in so many ways, has so. Who is a Delhi citizen? And yes. I have one uh, very elegant Delhi citizen who's made it her home after uh, Bollywood. Uh, Sharmila Tagore now joins us uh, to ask you a question. Ma'am, uh, please go ahead and ask the Chief Minister your question. Namaskar, Shilaji. Um, I have a very basic concern. I just want to know. Uh, first, of course, let me. I want to share my happiness that Indian scientists have found water in the moon, but closer to home, in Vasant Vihar, in B block, on the 10th road, we have been without water for the last two years. Every second day the tanker comes. Now, when can this be sorted? Because it's really affecting the quality of our lives. As that says, we kind of resented Shilaji. So when can we have reliable supply of water? And also the water that is allocated to us what is supposed to be coming to us, where does it go? Water in our capital city. And as Sharmila had to go on every daily citizen, I think we'll echo this on water. I would echo it myself. You see, we have a terrible problem of distribution of water. Delhi is an old ancient city with uh, old lines and so on and so forth. We haven't been able to do with water what we were able to do with power, for instance. And I do know that even in Basant Vihar, people, uh, you know, have trouble getting water. I also know that there is a mafia of water, so there is water. Mm -hmm. Something's wrong with our distribution system or the way we handle the water. 42% goes waste. Why do we do that? Well, uh, ma'am, as I said, the show is about viewers asking you questions, and the big focus, of course, is the Commonwealth Games of uh, 2010. Mm -hmm. We've got lots of questions coming in on that. I'll go across uh, to our first caller now from uh, Bangalore. Hey, Manchu, go ahead with your question, please. Delhiites are not known for their mannerism. So do you think uh, they will give any heat to the issue given by our uh, one of the uh, home minister, Mr. Chidambaram, where he has told them to uh, behave properly during the Commonwealth Games? Because people in Beijing, people in uh, Germany, they can be themselves for the Games. So do you think uh, 
they will give any heed to their to his instruction right and i just read out some web questions also on that raghav bhagra from delhi says that uh, delhi has progressed in during your term as chief minister but crores are spent every year in making and maintaining delhi roads but a few days of heavy rainfall and the whole of delhi comes to a standstill who is to be blamed and as an indian i'm really worried about what's going to happen in the commonwealth games 2010 and from athens and greece uh, pradeep swans writes in saying that uh, don't worry because i've seen the athens 2004 olympics preparation to the last day and last hour they weren't ready but they were successful so i'm sure it will be as well it is um, uh, something that happened to greece also that you know everybody was so scared and it worked out all right i feel exactly the same way that mm. things will work out we are working hard there is a huge multiplicity of authorities which we are coordinating we are having daily meetings trying to push things motivate people this is there and uh, we will see that they come 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 out well after all it's not just us it's the whole country's name which is at this so you will assure the people of india that the games will happen yes i would like to assure them that yes but i keep praying also that i hope i live up to this assurance uh, but it's not me just there are many other agencies sports authority dda so on and so forth people behavior <laughs> i think uh, Mr Chidambaran voiced something which is everybody's concern many of us don't voice it i don't do it it's because i'm politically not po- correct correct <laughs> for me to do it but i can tell you we are going to carry out a campaign where we will teach people simple things well we'll take a quick break now but lots more on uh, your call with Sheila Dikshit stay with us Welcome back you're watching your call our special guest this week is chief minister Sheila Dikshit Mrs Dikshit so often said that there are two delis or maybe there are 10 delis one is of course uh, the people who drive the fancy cars live in houses gated uh, colonies in apartments and the other deli which seems to be living on the streets we have some questions from uh, residents of that other deli to you we'll just have a look at those now मुख्यमंत्री जी हमारे कुछ रहने के लिए मुक्काम दो हम यहाँ पे फुटपाथ पे एक बार भूल बैठते हैं हमारे रहने के लिए कुछ मिला जी नमस्ते माइटी गेट के पुल के नीचे रहते हैं हम नाचते गाते बहुत हमारे राजस्थानी का हमारे राजस्थानी वाला गाना भी सुनाएंगे नाचते हम आप आ जाओ यहाँ मिस्टर दीक्षा दैट्स रियली इन सम वे द कैपिटल शेम द नंबर ऑफ स्ट्रीट चिल्ड्रन वी स्टिल सी आउट द is that of an as we become a city of flyovers what about the people living under those flyovers a you will find hardly anybody living under flyovers now mm-hmm. no that's not true uh, there may be few one or two this is a fact also this is a part of delhi also and most of them you will find are people who have migrated from other places mm-hmm. the one who goes and continues to live in delhi for a year six months or or, or more they are beggars we've started a huge campaign now picking up these children putting them into homes we do have homes but i must tell you sonia we have not yet been succeeded in keeping the children in the homes we have another uh, person who wants to ask you a question a young a young girl minisha you may remember uh, she's uh, tragically lost her family in the sarojinagar blast and mm. uh, now lives with the grandparents and she wanted to ask you a question uh, minisha uh, yes i've met her uh, go ahead and ask the chief minister your question aapko jaise pata hi hoga 
कि uh, 2005 में सरोजनी नगर मार्केट में ब्लास्ट हुआ था हाँ जी ब्लास्ट में मैंने अपने मम्मी पापा भैया को खोया तो मैं ये जानना चाहती हूँ आपसे कि जो दिल्ली में बॉम्ब ब्लास्ट हुए हैं इनके बाद क्या दिल्ली सेफ है बच्चों के लिए हाँ बेटा क्योंकि फ्रॉम दोज ब्लास्ट आई थिंक द दिल्ली पुलिस एंड अदर्स लर्न लॉट देर वॉज ब्लास्ट आफ्टर दैट सरोजनी नगर ब्लास्ट ऑल्सो आई नो योर ग्रैंड मदर आई नो यू मेट एट दी अदर लास्ट टाइम आई गॉन्ट टू सरोजनी नगर बी आई मेट इच अदर देर इज ए डेफिनेट अवेयरनेस अमंगस्ट द पुलिस एंड द अथॉरिटीज टू सी दैट डेली इज मेड अ मच सेफर because delhi is the capital of india and if anything had to happen here it uh, has its impact all over the world abhisha thank you for joining us you're a very brave little girl thank very you very brave she got a wonderful grandmother thank you very well uh, in a way you talked earlier about how you coming back to delhi you went full circle and also anxious to ask you questions our students of your old college uh, miranda house let's mm-hmm. just go across and hear what they have to say Good evening ma'am let me start by saying it's such an honor to be talking to you you're one of the most distinguished alumni of our college and under your government delhi has seen leaps and bounds in terms of technology and development i'm a student and i travel every single day from south delhi to north delhi and i travel by local buses as well as the world class metro now in both instances i have witnessed and experienced sexual harassment I want to know what is your government doing to ensure sexual harassment is kept at its lowest. Thank you. Hello ma'am, I would like to know what measures have been taken for the security of the women who drive often late night after the case of Soumya Vishwanathan. Mm-hmm. Mrs. Dikshit, it's a capital headed by women chief minister yet our record is amongst the worst for safety against women. Is that something you feel personally sad about? And of course I feel disturbed about it. I feel very disturbed about it. But the thing is that uh I, i'm not going to be very popular when i say this but i think we ought to be careful also now that was used against you in the somya vishwanathan yes, case yes i know but i think we re- eventually those people were caught etc now i know many girls who are working 24 hours i know many parents who tell me we ring keep ringing her up on the mobile every 10 minutes to say now which bus stand have you reached now where are you so this concern is definitely there now some of the reasons for delhi are it's very porous borders mm-hmm. you know people come commit a crime and go off to another state it could be haryana it could be up it could be rajasthan anywhere at all so it's not always easy to catch them but i do believe one thing having said this uh, uh, i do believe that in the past several months there has been a better sense of security there has been some uh, lessons learned both by the police and by all of us to put together that yes we should do certain things we had those young very bright girls from miranda but i'd just like to ask you tell us about your days in miranda house and uh, was it difficult going from that environment into a conservative up brahmin family yes it was i remember very well writing to my father when i was in a gunga tank hanging up to here and saying that i feel i've come back into the 16th century i'd never known anything <laughs> like that but i must say that my in-laws adjusted and i adjusted very well two years later and here was i wandering around doing what i wanted to do we wanted to end tonight's show with someone uh, asking you something who is very close to you, your younger sister pam has a 
something uh, to ask you. I Ms. must say, done a lot of research. <laughs> I remember, Didi, you humming that song, "Chalti Ka Naam Gadi Ka," that ravishing, beautiful Madhubala, and that well, with all due respect, Ladki Bhagi Bhagi. You can't say it, man. Ladki Bhagi Bhagi Si. <laughs> I'll tell you one or more reason why I, I remember that song. I was caught in a storm in a, all by myself at two in the morning in Kanpur. I just dropped my husband at the station as usual. Missed his train in Lucknow, so we, we went to uh, Kanpur to drop him. So he rushed off. It was raining like cats and dogs, and I didn't know the way, so. I was driving myself, so first we had come from a wedding, so I first took off my earrings and whatever I had on, so that people didn't see that. Then, when I stopped at a place where there was looked like a alley, I had no clue where I was. I just said, "Kya mujhe collector saab ka ghar bata sakte ho, DC ka ghar bata sakte ho." So I saw a few of them humming, "Ek ladki bhi gibaagi thi." So you see, I, that's how I remember this song very. Really. I mean, it's like a you know part of. Well, I know oh my God. I pressed on the accelerator and I said, I hope the rain is not going to let this Fiat down, and I'm going to get stuck. So we'll end at least with the music of that song, and perhaps uh, both of us can just hum along as we end the show tonight. And thank you so much, ma'am, for joining us thank and uh, sharing uh, some of your memories with us. You know the words also, ma'am. You can sing them for us. I words. I hear you have a lovely voice. You I, do I? And I heard that you like <laughs> music and singing as well. I love music. I would have liked to be in a singer. I hope in my next gen I will be a singer.